Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. Um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't you? I'll tell you, you know. He gets a bit behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chichar. Yes, welcome to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Paddy McGill here, the very first show of 2024 from O'Neill's Healy Park in Oma. It's two wins from two for Jim McGuinness's Donegal, the green and gold, coming out on top today by two points. On this weekend's edition, we will hear from Donegal manager Jim McGuinness, who spoke to various reporters just after full time. Later on in the show, we will hear from the Donegal Democrats, Alan Foley. But before all that, we hear from, also from the Donegal Democrat, we hear from Peter Campbell, who joined me today on co-commentary with Ocean FM. And here's his thoughts on the immediate aftermath of Donegal's two-point victory. Yeah, well, you say march on to the semi-final. Uh, I suppose there's a there's a question mark over that because of uh, the, what what will happen the game on on Wednesday night and the Finbar Rorty uh, issue. Uh, we don't know what 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 will the outcome, but you know. If, if Tyrone beat Armagh on Wednesday night, I think Donegal will be in the semi-final anyway, and I think that's what, what Jim McGuinness would want. But, you know, there's a, a marked difference between um, what happened here today and what happened against Armagh on Wednesday night. This was a much more and more competitive game, especially in the second half, maybe not so much in the first half. The first half was probably a bit like the Donegal-Armagh game. Donegal were... were, were uh, by far the superior team in the opening half, but and led by was nine four at half time. But that, that probably should have been about three ten to, to four points or whatever. Um, they should they, like it shouldn't have been a contest for the second half. But fair play to Tyrone. Um, you know, Derek Canavan and Con Kilpatrick especially. Um, make uh, Peter Hart maybe to a lesser extent in the second half, and with Canavan getting those points, but brought. brought uh, Tyrone back uh, within a point on two different occasions and then and then a goal by Kieran Daly out of the blue uh, put Tyrone momentarily ahead so you know it, probably in some ways maybe that's a good thing because it made Donegal uh, fight again they had to find their find their feet and um, especially that man Oshin Gallen he had to find his feet and you know uh, his his points then uh, probably won the game for Donegal in the end um, it's I don't know what Jim McGinnis will actually take out of it. It's going to be a very strange uh, feeling uh, when he when he reviews this game because um, if they had to take their chances, you would nearly put it down as one of their perfect perfect games. But his record over Tyrone, I suppose, is maintained. Uh, that'll be the number one priority. Um, the number two priority would be getting into the semi-finals of the Dr. McKenna Cup in an extra game, possibly against either Monaghan or Derry. Uh, possibly, you know, um, they look like. Uh, coming through on, on, 
on the other groups. Derry, Derry are already qualified. Um, a test against Derry uh, in a week's time probably would be something that he would relish as well. And <laughs> another uh, another day opposite Mickey Hart in the, in the on the on the sideline. As you rightly said, it's and even from management's point of view, no matter what the county is, you even see with the National League every year how some counties approach the league. Like two years ago, for example, Jack O'Connor came back to Kerry. He really targeted the league. Last year, not as much. And we've seen it from Tyrone down the years. Sometimes they go at the league, sometimes they don't. It's even more... It's that and more, isn't it, with the McKenna Cup? Like, you just some counties... Kerry named a really strong side this weekend. Then other counties are just not bothered. It just depends where the management team's at. It depends. There's so many variables at play, isn't it? I would imagine, and maybe we'll have a chat with Jim McGuinness later, at the moment, obviously it's about working together as a team, but there's probably an element of, what's he like in a certain position? How's he working here? How's he working there? And Trying out new little things in a competitive game, which is a, it is a little bit more than, as you said, a challenge game. Yeah, and you know, when you look at the, the team today, I suppose the, the sighting of Keelan McGonagall at centre half back was was something new. Uh, he has played most of his football either in the middle of the field, uh, centre half forward or full forward. Uh, maybe you know, it's probably a position that Donegal need to fill uh, on a permanent basis. The fact that he has uh, Big McGee, uh, Michael Langan, Hugh McFadden in the in the wings, uh, uh, Kieran Thompson, they have a lot of uh, probably players who can fill the midfield bears. Um, we probably haven't uh, developed a centre half back in in recent times. Um, I know Carol Lacey was probably in Jim's time, back time uh, back in 2012 and uh, on that first coming. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe pa- maybe Patter Mogan could be developed into a Carol Lacey type player. He certainly has the pace to go forward. Um, like he, he's a big plus. The fact that he's back to probably nearly his best I'd say his fitness levels is very very good and when he goes forward with the ball um, I think the right options are being given there was a a lot of things happened in Balbafay against Armagh where uh, the the players uh, got so far but their their final pass just wasn't good enough and today in the first half you know they hadn't really improved on that Uh, but you know they'll, they'll be happy in the fact that we are getting we are creating um, that's probably something that wasn't happened over the last couple of years we, we, we were probably static and we were using the ball around the middle of the field when we needed scores we, we did that today when we needed to hold the ball at the end when we were a point and two points up we were very good at holding the ball but you won't win games when you have to get ahead first so um, the fact that we, we, we created so many chances is a plus the fact that we didn't take them uh, the, the goal chances especially is a, is a, a minus that will certainly be looked at by Jim McGuinness in the review You've already touched on one of them before we go back to Austin in the studio people listening in or texting in I've got a few messages already what's what's more glaring this year maybe than last year what's different I suppose the most glaring thing of all for me overall is is I suppose the bulk of the squad because last year there were so many players out injured or had lengthy injuries there were a number of players that didn't commit so I suppose when I saw the team released on midweek and yesterday uh, from Donegal GA I, I suppose the first protocol that I would look at is the actual squad itself. I'd say nearly everybody nearly everybody is available this year. You look at a pretty strong starting team here today and then you look at the subs and you see the likes of 
Jack McKelvey, Stephen McManaman, Daryl Bo- Boyle, who was really good last year. Aaron Doherty's back. Like, Oren Doherty was on the bench today. You know, John Ross Malloy, who was good last year. He's back on the bench. Not sure. He, he might have been injured today. And then you have the likes of Keelan McCaughan, Hugh McFadden. Connor O'Donnell, good shout. Uh, Niall O'Donnell, actually. So you've all those lads that are committing this year. And that, for me, is probably the first big plus already in January. Look, we can take these games with a pinch of salt at times. But I suppose at the moment, we've, it looks like everybody is back. Yeah, well, it, it's the Jim Beginners factor, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, he, he when he talks, I think players, they, on, they, they listen to him. His... Um, the view that he has for the future of how the game is played um, they love play, love training under him um, they love playing for him um, and like, I'm sure he doesn't make it easy for them but uh, they, they obviously love the tough the tough going and, and it, 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 I'm sure training won't be any easier this week uh, after today um, there, there's a lot of fine tuning to be done but you know there's something about him when he speaks I think and that's what's attracted all those players back um, there, as you say there's nobody in the county I think that's uh, not available uh, to play under Jim McGuinness and you know that, that that's uh, that's a positive factor but um, the difference between today and uh, probably a little bit of a wake up, wake up call today after Wednesday night Wednesday night was probably too easy and uh, kind of felt that on the way going home on Wednesday night like it was a bit of a walk in the park but the positive the positive nature of, of their play on Wednesday night was great to watch and I think it was here today as well um, it, they, they found it that it's much much tougher against you know battle-hardened defenders even though there were a lot of the Tyrone defence I suppose newcomers but uh, they're, they know how to play the game um, they, they, they've learned how to play it from, from, from their elders in Tyrone it's always very very tough um, so it's it's going to be it's go, it's going to be good to see going forward. It's uh, good for Donegal to get another game in this competition, and then obviously the the big target um, is, is is the league. And and I think McGuinness has um, off the record said you know making a cup as a target. Promotion from Division Two is big target, and the Ulster Championship winning it back and getting Donegal back up onto the top echelons. That's target number three. Just finally, Peter, before you go, I know you want to make your way back to Ballyshannon. What are your hopes for 2024? Well, obviously the end game is always to win in All-Ireland, but like realistic hopes, let's say. Uh, realistically, uh, you know, you'd like to see Donegal competing again. That's 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 the first thing. We 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 weren't that far away last year. We, we had a great game up here against Monaghan. You'd remember uh, them playing probably their best game of the year. But the whole year was fractious in, 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 in the fact that we lost the manager um, before the last game of the league got relegated. Um, negativity in the, in the county. Uh, all that has gone, and you know it's, it's great. To, it's great to see, you know, the crowd that came out to Balbuffet on Wednesday night, almost 4,000. Uh, now I, I'd say there's quite a good Donegal following today, but you know, with with the fog that was around this morning, they may have elected to stay at home and, wa- and watch the stream, but um, probably weren't as many today. But uh, the fact that Donegal have come away here with a win. That's what will, will register with fans. They've beaten their own, and uh, they, they won't take into account you know, who was playing or who wasn't. Uh, the end result is a 2.1 for Donegal, and that's that's a, that's another positive for Donegal. Um, uh, but uh, I would, uh, you know, I would be 
I wouldn't get too carried away with today's display, but uh, certainly they have plenty to work on, and the way they're playing, I'd be very happy with. Probably left a lot of scores behind us in the first half as well, um, which brought Tyrone back into the game. Obviously, they were always going to come back into the game. Uh, our press worked well in the first half against them. Um, uh, Niall Morgan then was able to find some solutions to that, and then we ended up coming back into it again. So, um, for us, great run out. Very, very happy with it. Um, you know, great minutes in the legs against good opposition. I spoke to you, a lot of you, uh, and Wednesday night about that, and that's what we were looking to achieve. Um, so, from that point of view, we're, we're, we're happy, very, very happy actually with the uh, with the run out today. Yeah, five point lead at half time should have been much better, as you said there. Yeah, and Tyrone came back and got the first four points of the second half. You know, so that was disappointing from our point of view, and we had actually spoken about that at half time. And so, uh, we'll definitely have to go back and have a look at that and see how we can improve that um, moving forward. But as I say, from our own point of view, we'll focus on the positives. Charlie, I think the positives are that uh, you know we came in to home of the day. We had a, a really good opposition, um, you know, that have been seasoned over the last number of years, and uh, we're trialing a lot of things and uh, looking at a lot of things, and obviously getting a lot of minutes into people that, that need them that has missed a good bit during the pre-season. So a lot of positives for us. Not not that many negatives, to be honest. Yeah, they took the lead. It didn't look good, Jim. But credit to the lads for the way they came back to win it down at that stage. No, listen, we we. We'd belief that we could get back in the game. You know, it was just a matter of finding uh, finding those solutions. I think breaking lines in the first half was very good. We started then to get the right people on the ball in the right areas, and they were able to were able to punch holes. I think keeping Oshin more central in the second half was important as well. He was getting dragged out into wide areas in the first half, and we were losing that focal point. And in the and in and around the square, but he was more present in the second half, and that gave us somebody to play into and play off, um, and that was a that was a positive for us, you know. Created a number of goal chances. Mm. Was disappointed not to take any of them, Jim. Uh, definitely, Charlie. You know, like I mean. Uh, it's something you work on in training all the time, and to be fair to them, they're they're quite good in training and scoring goals. Yeah. So uh, uh, it wasn't the case today, but it was actually something we were talking about with the coaches in there. Um, you know that that transfer between sort of training uh, and games, it's it's a big step. Uh, and even though they have been doing quite well in that area, um, that sharpness wasn't there the day in the decision making and just that last pass and stepping forward and waiting to give that ball to the right man there was maybe four times well we could have had two goals in the first half easily you know and and uh, and then the Tyrone goal um, I actually was was talking to somebody in the in the dugout when the initial phase happened but the second phase as well there was there was mistakes on there from our own point of view defensively that we definitely know we need to work on as well yeah. a lot of players used today again another big positive yeah, no, definitely, and uh, a lot of young lads um, stepping up again today and getting opportunities, which is great, you know. And um, you know, young Sean Martin coming in, and only a young lad as well, and, and doing really well again. So no, Luke McGlynn came in, done really well. So good, good positives. Them under twenties are uh, they're helping the whole group um, move forward. And that should be the final question now, Jim. Positive again. Aye, listen, we'll just wait to see now what happens. Uh, I suppose there's more games to be played midweek, so we have to wait to see how those games unfold. Was it because here in half time, Jim, that uh, no one the ball kind of dissent that the game might go ahead in the second half? No, definitely not, Frank, because we weren't even aware of it until we, <laughs> until we came out the, tun the tunnel. <laughs> and the game was actually started by the time we got out the tunnel, and uh, I was like, gee, it's, uh, it's very hazy out here. So, um, no, the, there was nobody talking about the fog, definitely not. It kind of coincided, though, with our drop and maybe a level as well, that third quarter. Like, you know, it was kind of very mm -hmm. hard to see what was going on there. I don't know, but how much impact do you kind of think it had on the play? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I think Niall Morgan up the up the levels in the second half. They were getting the kickouts away, and kickouts were were equal in possession. And then on the flip side of that, then possessions were ending up inside our half, and we were giving away frees. We give the first four scores they got in the second half all came from free kicks that we give away. So you know that's not where we want to be. You know we kind of pride ourselves on that. So we definitely uh, we'll have to go back and look at that. And so the two of them things together meant that they were able to get a foothold in the game, and and uh, and that's what you get. That's why that's why we're happy with the game that's what you get against good players they ask questions off you make you go home and think of things in the bus and then you know that'll feed in nicely for us in terms of the start of the national league that's that's exactly what we want Jim, what's the situation as you understand it over in I have no idea I have no idea being honest with you and I don't think we've had any correspondence either maybe the county board have I hadn't I haven't had anyway so we're we're just gonna have to wait and see I think there's maybe a meeting here today um, so we'll have to wait to see the outcome of that It'd obviously be disappointing to lose it in the boardroom, as it were, if it, if it came to that. Yeah, well, I mean, if it is, that's the so be it. You know, we can't control the boardroom, I suppose, other than appeal, which uh, everybody else seems to do, <laughs> and the GAAs. But uh, no, listen, um, not preempting anything. Um, we have to wait and see. Do you know, we have to wait and see what unfolds, and uh, and then shall we deal with it when it pops up? But on the pitch, as you, you must be very pleased with the two performances. Of this. No, we're happy. We're happy. Obviously, Armagh were very young, you know, when we put up a big score and everything, and the pitch was soft. And I think we've seen it was more today was more really about where we're at, um, you know, and the fitness levels are decent. They're they're not exactly where we want them to be, but they're decent. Um, some good incision play. Asked a lot of questions of Tyrone in the first half. Uh, punching holes, getting ahead of the ball and, and running the ball and stuff and probably the kick pass that, that Frank was talking about there wasn't there uh, and we want to do that as well, you know, I think that's an important part of it for us moving forward you know, um, to have variety in, in, in our attack in particular, so so yeah, there's loads of positives um, definitely a number of areas to work on as well, but happy that we've come here today, got the victory obviously against a good side and we're challenged particularly in the second half there just managing him a wee bit, you know, that he's, he's done a good bit in pre-season and he's, he's in good shape, but he's just wee niggles the last week or two and we, we, we just felt it would be better maybe not to risk him in it, you know, and, and hopefully over the next seven days maybe get him, get him back in playing again, depending on how the, the fixtures fall for us. But, um, you know, there, there's a number of them there that, that have, have had niggles and we weren't sure about them and uh, there's a number of them coming back in again thankfully as well starting to to get uh, positive news Connor Donnell in particular will hopefully be back running now in the next two weeks and he's a, an exciting prospect for us and we're looking forward to you know getting him back into the group so um, so there's some positives there as well Keelan McCulgan same very exciting young player as well good pace so uh, he's he's heading in the right trajectory as well both of them good good news during the week um, with Surgeon so we're, we're hopeful now that they can kick on over the next uh, I suppose four to six weeks and try and get back into the squad. With that in mind, and I suppose coming from where the group was coming on the back end of last year, would it be important for you to get one, if not two more games in this competition? Well, I think we will anyway, Chris. We will anyway. You know, we have, we have alternatives already agreed with, with different counties, you know, depending on how the, the results fall. So, that, you know, I think just the important thing is mapping out from a periodisation point of view, mapping out who needs minutes and when they need minutes in relation to the, the first game of the league. So, we have those sort of backup plans in place and listen um, you know worst case scenario we'll, we'll train ourselves and we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll use our own squad to get the levels up so um, you know either way it, it doesn't bother me to be honest with you but if we do get games and they're competitive we'll be happy with that too.
Okay, the last section of our first Donegal GAA podcast of 2024. There will be longer shows now, but it is the uh, it is still only January and our sample size is quite small. Alan, we heard Jimmy Guinness there talking to various reporters, quite upbeat. There's only so much you can take from these type of games. We won't even spend too long talking about it, but overall... It's great to have Jim back, isn't it? Because we already discussed the match with Peter Campbell. It's still the McKenna Cup. That's a huge caveat we have to think. But it's upbeat so far. Two wins from two. Two wins from two. And I suppose that's all you can ask for. Uh, the team looking in good shape, I suppose, which is probably even more important. I think the days, Paddy, of, uh, you know players taking the winter off and then coming back and trying to get back into shape you can see there today like that day is long gone Tyrone as well probably Tyrone might even be a little bit behind Donegal on where that in terms of training just because of the fact that you know Donegal have the new manager in and Jim so um, yeah two from two uh, a lot of players I think there was six debuts the last night and one more today and Sean Martin so you know we're going to lose some players now to the under 20s or well, not lose them but they'll be you know put into the under 20s more but as I said I think there's um there's been a level of optimism since Jim was appointed and I think the realistic people know where we're at so so far so good but it's very very early days yeah there's been a lot of change since we last on a show I suppose with county convention with county management and change is good sometimes as well isn't it so there's kind of a we almost had 4,000 people in Balbuffet midweek and I don't believe that that's just because people were locked up over Christmas. People have been locked up over Christmas for many years and it's quite an unusual attendance. Let's be honest, it's because there's been big change in Donegal and with management and Jim McGuinness is back. I don't think you need to do a PhD to figure that one out. And we've a full squad again. Absolutely. I think the the if Jim McGuinness wasn't going to even win a match, the one thing he was always going to do is raise the interest again. You know, there's probably... Um, I got down last year to the, the fact somebody says I'm not sure of the numbers exactly but the numbers like 250 people 300 went to Park Esther for an Ulster Championship game the last night then you had what 3,850 for Dr McKenna Cup you know Jim does have that sort of effect you know he uh, he speaks so well we're just after listening to him speak there you know it'll you know people like to listen to what he says and I suppose with the change to in convention uh, before Christmas you know um I think that change was needed in the we spoke about a lot last year um, it just seems you know things are coming together a lot better this year there's a lot of kind of disjoint and you know maybe some people have just been there too long or whatever in the nicest way possible so as I said yeah there's going to be a good enough interest in it um, and that's one thing you'll get from Jim um, and even as him as manager in terms of results whatever else I think the one thing that Jim McGuinness can almost certainly guarantee is that he will make you as good as you can be you know, I'm not saying that's going to win in All-Ireland or even in Ulster, but from what he has available to him, he can certainly, I think, get them playing to their total capabilities plus a little bit more, you see, and that's kind of the exciting thing now looking ahead to 2024 and beyond. I love that line because, and I probably mention it too much, I'm a school teacher as well, and they always say, it's success always in school isn't about A's or B's, there's actually a much bigger picture. I know people will say, and they'll think I'm waffling here, and they'll say, what well, success is winning Ulster Championships and winning... All Ireland, okay, and maybe eventually after a long sustained period of time and good structures, that's how it should manifest itself. But at the moment, for me, success, number one, interest is back. Okay, the short-term success, short-term aims, goals. Two, you look at the squad and everybody's back. And I know people are texting me, Michael Murphy's our best ever player, okay, ostensibly speaking. Let's 
let's park that though in terms of him coming back because he shouldn't now be included in the is Murphy not part of a squad he's not but we've a brilliant squad there we've a really really good captain he's a class player and we've a full deck back that's what it's good bulky and he already mentioned guys like Keelan McCaug and Nilo Donnell we've a few more lads that's a very short term bit of success we full buy in again absolutely yeah because um, I think I looked at the programme from the 2022 Ulster final where Donegal went to extra time against Derry to compared that with one of the games last year in the championship I think there was a difference of 16 players which was massive you know and I know like so Michael Murphy had moved on that other players decided it wasn't for them kind of thing there was just a lot, few players injured but now everybody's wanting to be part of it now as you said there's nobody who has turned their back basically on this so like that's always really encouraging um, as you said like the county board thing seems to be sorted and going the right direction you'd love now for the academy structures not going to get back in place as they were but the last time I think it was the last time we were here Paddy for a Donegal Tyrone game I know Donegal played Monaghan game it was just around last February just when the thing in the academy was getting bothered Carl had left Carl Lacey and then the coaches followed him out but uh, this year it's a, a bit more optimistic when we leave it here and we'd love now to just get that back in track because I think Donegal people there's a they want to give you their backing and they want to follow, as I said, the crowd the last night of McKenna Cup showed that. Um, but you need to give them something to back, if that makes sense. You need to give them something to support. And I think from where we were last year, we're certainly on the right road to doing that again. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Just overall, looking forward, I had a number of people text me, what's a good year? It depends. I mean, you can have a good year and maybe get you know, multiple injuries and crash out at the quarterfinal stage. And equally, you could get to, say, a semi-final and maybe win a game that you should be winning. So, or lose a quarterfinal, lose a game you should be winning with no injuries, you know. So it just depends on the variables and how the year pans out. I suppose, surveying it overall, my answer would be what would be a really good year for Donegal. I would say it's a bit like Ireland and getting to that semi-final of a Rugby World Cup. Probably make it to a semi-final. Is that overachieving this year? Would, this, would that be, as we say in um, academia, parlance, is that above expectations? I don't know. I think just being competitive. Definitely, though, I would say categorically get out of Division 2. That's definitely number one. All Ireland series, hard to know. The Ulster draw so hard, on. Absolutely. Start with Division 2, I suppose. D- Division 2 has never done Donegal any harm before. 2011, when Jim came in, you know, it was all part of the process of building... The confidence initially, I suppose, after the way 2010 had ended in Cross Midland. Um, you know, everyone kind of enjoyed it. Even 2014, you know, 2013, it turned out to be a bit of a disaster with the hammering by my own Crow Park, and then they were relegated, you know, when Paul Mannion scored in Balbuffy. But when they got into it that year, 2014, you know, it again served as a good kind of confidence builder. So, like, I think it's no harm. Maybe this year, Donegal are in Division 2. I do think you're right, though. I think they should look. They should be looking really about getting out of it again as quick as possible. Um, we were, in the last few years, you know, we haven't got to an All-Ireland semi-final since 2014. Uh, Jim McGuinness and Brian McAniff are the only two men ever, I think, still to have got us to All-Ireland semi-finals. Brian McAniff got to six and to Jim got to three out of four. So, like, I think if we got to an All-Ireland semi-final, and I am getting ahead of myself here, it would be probably a little bit of an overachievement, to be honest. But I do think, you know, the I think Donegal have every chance of putting it up to Derry uh, in the first game. The side of the draw in Ulster couldn't have been any harder. But... As good as an ultra championship it is, and it really can build, you know, confidence levels, and it certainly didn't the likes of 2011, 2012, and provided a springboard. There are different ways to get into the Sam Maguire race now. You know, a successful su- season 
could see it knocked out of Ulster in the first round, but then go the long way round, even you know, to get to the ladder. Yeah, you could lose one sixteen to one fifteen against Derry, haven't played phenomenal, but just lose out and you actually get a three four week break. Then actually, you're not out the following week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there, you I could think, inadvertently have a good season by going through a different loophole. Yeah, there, it's just there's more um, there's more strings to the championship bow this year, I suppose. But I just think basically like what Donegal are doing now, if they, if they get another game in this McKenna Cup, you know. Jim said there, if they don't, they don't. They have other things arranged. It's just a matter of getting you know the team up to a level for the Cork game first of all in Balbuffet at the last Sunday of January, and then going throughout the league. So, um, I think it's just very baby steps. And I suppose like we're sitting here now. There's there's ice on the pitch here. You couldn't see this pitch at the start of the second half. Like it's still only the first Sunday in January, Paddy. So. Uh, no, it's just about building it up. Let them add it kind of behind the scenes. I think even the media shouldn't be too intrusive about things that are going on. Like, you'll see enough of them when they take to the field to play when the league come. And they'll give us a few minutes after the game, and that's all like, that everybody wants. Keep the fans up to date. So hopefully it'll keep building that way. But we might have another game next weekend. We're not too sure at the minute. Last one. It's just great to be back. My wife always says, oh, January's bleak. It's tough going on that. I love January. I think if you're a GAA fan, you love January because it's fine. It's it's fine coming out here again. <laughs> no, I think it's... I, I actually don't mind January at all either. Like people say about the blues and that, I think it's good to get back into routines and stuff and even getting away today, you know. Even though it was foggy and that, there's not, a, there's not a light in the sky here. It's lovely to be out and about. And, you know, we lost football there for a couple of years with uh, the coronavirus thing and it's just... Great to have the option there, and even like on Wednesday night, I know our, our Ma kind of had another 20 team there, but I just thought it was a good occasion for what it was when you have nearly 4,000 people turning up. You know, the game, you couldn't read too much into it, but everybody went home happy with a smile on their face. There were certain things, you know, that people liked about it, and there's a little bit of buzz back. Um, I think there's just a feel-good factor starting to build in Donegal football at all levels at the minute, so we'll see where it takes us, really, Paddy. Safe driving, Alan Foley of the Donegal Democrat. Thanks for joining me here on the Donegal GA Podcast. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, once again, big thanks to Alan Foley. And before that, Jim McGuinness uh, having a discussion there with various reporters. And at the outset of the show, we heard there from Peter Campbell, who, of course, of the Donegal Democrat as well, who joined me on commentary with Ocean FM. That's it for the first weekend's edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. Donegal will be in the Mechanic Cup semi-finals next weekend. We're not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday, but whatever day it is, we will have a podcast for you. Bye for now. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.